Hello and welcome everyone. It's good to have you with us today. We are glad that you are joining us as we look into God's Word together. And as always, if you need prayer or have questions, please feel free to contact us through our website at www.thelatterrain.org. Today we're going to be taking a bit of a break from our look into Proverbs because I felt it necessary to talk a bit about what is happening during our time, our era, with regards to the different mass shootings that the U.S. has experienced the past few days. Before we get into that and foremost, we would like to send our deepest condolences and prayers to those affected by these tragedies. We pray that God bring His comfort through Jesus Christ to those of you who may have lost loved ones, that He may heal your heart through all of this. And we send our prayer support to those that have been injured and are trying to make it through for God's strength and healing. May God bless you. I know that through all of this, many people are thinking about what went wrong and why things like these occur. I'm sure that many are looking for someone to blame and that those that are being blamed should be punished somehow. Within all of that, politicians and lawmakers are trying to think about what would cause these tragedies and what laws could be created and implemented so these kinds of episodes could be avoided in the future. Some folks think that stricter gun laws should be created. Others are probably thinking that mental health is a discussion that needs to be had. There is a group also that are pointing the finger at video games that glorify death and killing sprees. I'm sure that there will be other ideas. The issue is that if we look towards the Bible and at what is happening, we are really seeing the effects that come with the fallen world. And that unfortunately the problem is located within man's sinful nature to destroy him and herself and destroy others as well. And as far as the U.S., this is a growing problem in the sense that the numbers are getting worse and worse. If we look at these mass shootings, they are terrible and horrific in nature. And the number of people that are affected are devastating. But if we look at other numbers, the numbers of people that are ultimately making conscious decisions to end their lives somehow is even more frightening. If we look at suicide, which is a conscious decision that someone takes to end their own life, it was reported by CNN that in 2017 alone, there were more than 46,000 suicides that year alone. That is close to the number of total U.S. troop casualties during the entire Vietnam War. And that is happening and increasing yearly. If we look at deaths involving drug overdose, NBC News reported just two days ago that 68,000 people died last year because of it. So if we add both together, we are looking at over 114,000 voluntary deaths per year. So whether it has to do with mass shootings or suicide or drug use, there is an incredible and alarming amount in the U.S. alone that are taking their own lives and affecting the lives of those surrounding them. And these frightening statistics involve all races and social classes, from young people to older individuals. These issues are affecting everyone without any discrimination. How can we explain this? And will making changes in the laws fix these problems? If we want real answers, we need to look to God and to His Word so we can not only understand what is happening, but also how it can be fixed. Ultimately, Jesus was the answer back then, and as sure as God is God, Jesus is still the answer for the present. This is what we intend to look at today. 
So let's pray together for our friends that have been affected by the recent tragedies and for God's enlightening direction so we can understand what truly needs to change and happen for our own good and for the good of others. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you and I worship you, Lord. Heavenly Father, may you be honored and glorified forever and ever, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your Son, Jesus Christ, for his sacrifice on the cross so that we could be saved, so that our lives can be rescued, Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. Lord, I pray that you please forgive my sins. Lord, I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for, for these different people that have been affected by these tragedies, O oh Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, for your, for your healing, O oh Lord, and, and those people that have lost loved ones. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for your comfort. I pray, O oh Lord, for your salvation, that they, if they do not know you yet, that they may come to know you that they may come to know that peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray, Heavenly Father, for people that are still struggling, O Lord, with the effects of what happened. I pray, Heavenly Father, for your strength and for your guidance. I pray, Heavenly Father, for your grace upon their lives. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to see things clearly, to see what is truly causing the harm that we see today. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you may help us to have open hearts and minds. Help us, O Lord, to understand your truth, to see things from your perspective, because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person listening. I pray, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that you may be able to work in a mighty and powerful way in their lives and in those around them. Guide us, O Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to John chapter 10, verse 7 to 10. Again, we'll be reading from John chapter 10, verse 7 to 10. And this is what it says. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. There is only one thief, only one person that always intends to steal and to kill and to destroy, and that is Satan. That is the meaning of his existence. That's what makes him the evil that he is. And his number one agent to bring about his desires is the sin that still resides within every human being. That is what ultimately causes death. As we have cited many times, Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. So it cannot be any clearer. Sin is what brings about death within each of us and it produces the instincts to bring about death in others. Sin is what ultimately causes in each human being the desire to destroy and to self-destruct. And the painful truth is that we all have this sin issue within us. So whether it is to use a weapon at other people or to use a weapon or substance on ourselves, 
Satan attempts to trigger the sin that dwells within each of us to bring about the horrors that it is capable of. You might be saying, John, I know I'm not perfect, but I am incapable of hurting anyone or myself in that manner. The problem is that if you think that way, then the devil has you fooled in the sense that not all sin brings about death. He has planted the lie in your life that only what seems as very bad sin is what is destructive. The Bible makes no distinctions for the sake of saving your soul, whether it is lying or stealing or sexual immorality or any other things that the Bible says that are sin, that all sin brings about the worst possible form of death, the death of your soul. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20 says, The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father bear the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. So you see, sin ultimately brings about the death of your soul, and that is regardless of whether you are hurting or not hurting others or yourself. Sin ruins the eternal existence your soul is capable of achieving. People may be walking and talking and very much alive physically in this earth, but if they have sinned in some way, fashion or form, then the damage has already been done. They might be healthy physically speaking, but their souls are dead. And this is what brings about the self-destruction that everyone is prone to. This is what causes that deep and insatiable void in every person's heart. And when that void becomes overpowering in them, then it manifests itself in either a person deciding to take another person's life or their own life because they just don't know what to do anymore. Many people, for instance, think that money and power and fame will make them happy. But if that were the case, why do people who seem to have all of that wind up taking their own lives, either through some sort of physical harm or substance overdose? The same thing happens with people that take the life of others. These people that committed these mass shootings had something within them that exceeded their own sanity, their own self-control, and that overwhelming force was how Satan triggered the sin that dwelled deep within their hearts. That's why we need to stop worrying about the visible symptoms and start treating the root of the cause. And that is not found within the changing of laws or protesting or even far less pointing blame at the wrong culprit. If we don't attack our true enemy then everything else we do is useless. This is why God hates sin, even though the function of sin is to provide an avenue for choice. And this is ultimately why Jesus came to this earth. That's why He died on the cross, so sin can be dealt with once and for all. That's why it is so unforgivable for people to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to just help with temporal and superficial things. If you try to use Jesus Christ to just fix your superficial problems and to attain earthly things, then that is all you are going to get. If you look to Jesus to just fix your financial issues, then that's all you're going to receive. It's like using the cure for cancer to water and feed your plants. The Lord died for greater things. The Lord died and was raised from the dead so that our sin, the cause of our death and self-destruction can be dealt with so we don't have to deal with its penalty. So the void that sin causes in our lives can be done away with. So we are finally freed from its grip and power. 
Even as believing Christians, we will still have sin in our lives. But through the regeneration of the soul through Jesus Christ, by being born again in Him, we are no longer slaves to it. We no longer need to serve that evil master. We don't have to give in anymore. Our lives are changed, renewed, and transformed through the grace that can only be found in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer for the void and emptiness in any person's heart. Jesus is the only one that can heal the heart of the sick, of the depressed, of the emotionally disturbed, of the substance abuser, of the alcoholic, and anyone that needs life-changing help. The love of God is what can change the inner being of any human by resurrecting dead souls. These are the things that the Bible teaches us about Jesus and what he came to do. Luke chapter 4 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, speaking of Jesus, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He came to take all of our burdens. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 says, Come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. The Bible teaches that we can do anything through Christ. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus took on our griefs, our sorrows, our transgressions, everything that we need help with. Isaiah 53 says, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. This is ultimately what talks to us about God's love for us through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So having said all of this, do you think that if Jesus was in the hearts of those people that did these mass shootings, that they would have done such a thing? Absolutely 100% not possible. In the same manner if Jesus was in the hearts of those that have committed suicide or have killed themselves through substance abuse, do you think they would have done themselves in that way they did? Of course not. Now, if you think that you are above those things, then think about this. Have you helped those people that are suffering somehow with any of these issues or other issues find Jesus Christ or their lives can be transformed? Because this is also something we need to bear in mind. If we are not part of the solution, 
then we are a part of the problem. It's a painful truth, but no one said that the truth would be easy. But the truth is necessary, for it is written, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. No matter what level of sin you may have in your life, you need to be set free, especially if you have not found Jesus yet. How do you know you have found Jesus? When you know without a doubt that He is the answer to everything, the answer to your life and to those around you, if you are not convinced about that truth yet, then you haven't quite found Jesus. As an example, the truth of Jesus is what compels me to share what I am sharing at this very instant. Jesus Christ was the answer for my life and still remains very much as the only answer for my life. He has transformed me and made me a new person and that is what I believe with all of my heart that He can change and transform other people's lives, even the most vile and lost people on the planet. I was a lost sinner, separated from any and all of God's promises. But Jesus Christ made it possible so that I could be forgiven and renewed, so that I could pass from death to eternal life through His grace and mercy. Jesus can fill any void, any emptiness. He can heal any wound and deal with any pain you may have in your heart. He can break any chain and bondage you may be under right now. He can heal the most broken of hearts and transform what men believe as irredeemable to something new and precious. Jesus can make the impossible possible. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is still the answer that the world needs desperately today. So if by any chance you need to have a permanent and life-changing transformation, I urge you to look for Jesus. I urge you to repent and turn away from all of your sins and ask Him to become the Lord of your life. When you make Him the owner of your life, He can then show you just how great and wonderful He can be through a genuine and personal relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. That is the way you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ personally. And if you do have the Lord in your life, and you do believe He is the answer for your life, then share that faith with others around you. We live in a lost world that needs a message of hope, that needs to know the good news of salvation. Even if people don't quite get it, people need a Savior. They need God in their lives. And the only way that those people will ever hear the gospel of Jesus Christ is through you and me. We are called to be salt and light in the world for the honor and glory of God and for the salvation of lost souls that need to experience the incredible transforming power of the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal and intimate manner. This was and is the purpose of the cross that sin may be dealt with once and for all so that this can become a reality. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank You, O Lord, for Your truth. Thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your Son, Jesus Christ and for the salvation that we can have through Him. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person that is listening. 
Lord, if by any chance there's someone that is listening that has not yet come to have that personal and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, I pray, O oh Lord, that right now that you may challenge them to take that step. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you may help them to understand that only Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the only one that can fill our void, the holes in our heart. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you may work in their, in their lives in a mighty way. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you may help them to find your truth and that your truth may set their lives free. I pray, Lord God, for those of us that do know you and that do have the Lord in our lives. I pray, Heavenly Father, you may help us to be bold and to be strong and to share this truth and this faith that we have with others that need it so much. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you help us to be strong and to take courage, Lord God, in you, knowing, Lord God, that you are the creator of heaven and earth and that you love us and that you desire the salvation of every single person on this planet. Heavenly Father, help us to have that thought clear in our minds and in our hearts that people need the Lord. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks again because you love us and because all you want to do is just give life and life in abundance through your Son, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks. Work in our lives and help us to help those that are around us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we continue studying God's Word. And as always, please feel free to write us through our website if you'd like more information or you just need some prayer. Our web address again is www.thelatterrain.org. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. May God bless you.